0: Fascia is an absolutely amazing system. Years ago, most people didn't know what fascia was. Where today, if you're in the health, wellness and fitness industry, most know what this term means. Hi, my name is Deanna Hansen. I am the founder of Fluid Isometrics and Block Therapy.
1: And my name is Quinn Castellane. I'm the VP of Block Therapy and Deanna's nephew. Welcome to the Fascia Masters podcast.
0: Fascia is the connective tissue that holds our entire body together. The fascia system is involved in every aspect of your health, from pain, size and shape, how you age, athletic performance and recovery, and even managing trauma and emotions. The list goes on. When you learn how to decompress your fascia, you experience incredible changes to every level of your being.
1: The Fascia Masters podcast discusses everything fascia and is dedicated to empowering you with the knowledge you need to become your own self-care advocate. To help you learn more about caring for your fascia and taking initiative for your health and wellness, we are giving you our ultimate fascia decompression starter kit for free. This will teach you five steps to control your pain, as well as an introduction to fascia decompression that you can apply today. Go to blocktherapy.com forward slash fascia kit. That's F-A-S-C-I-A-K-I-T. Today, we are speaking with Lisa Songer-Burke. Lisa shares her story about a near-fatal injury where she hit an ice wall at 83 miles per hour on a sled. She fractured 8 bones in 13 places and was suspected to spend the rest of her life in a wheelchair. In addition, she fractured her left wrist and elbow in multiple places and was destined to never have normal function in her hand. Lisa tells us about her journey back to health and how she used block therapy during her recovery. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode.
0: Now, this is going to be a very exciting discussion because Lisa has a very incredible story to tell. As a physical therapy assistant, she had a very great wealth of knowledge about rehabilitation. But I'm going to pass this over to you, Lisa. So you can initially tell us how you first started with block therapy, and then we're going to get to the real story.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Lisa Songa Burke. Um, I first found block therapy. uh, I had an initial injury in 2007, chronic pain up until, well, 2020, when it got exacerbated. And um, I mean, I went to everybody and we don't know why you have this kind of pain. I mean, I couldn't function. I couldn't cook. Um, But I picked my grandson up and did something. And for three months, I was Well, I actually ended up about five months brushing my teeth, sitting down. Um, I couldn't stand to get into the refrigerator. I mean, I literally was bed bound. So I I think it was in July or August that I saw block therapy on Facebook. And you know how if you see it once and you look into it, it kind of comes back again. And so I ordered it, kind of sat there because I couldn't get out of bed. Finally, one day I said, you know, I'm just going to try it. And it was the first relief that I had gotten in like eight months from this new injury, and um, I was. And that's that's actually what started it. Um, I did go see a, a physiatrist in Boston who gave me an exercise program. So with block therapy and the exercise, I went eleven weeks, crying every night, um, and I did PT uh, also. It I didn't sleep. I did. It was just. It was just awful. Um, but at the end of the 11 weeks, I was brushing my teeth, standing up and just stopped because I hadn't been brushing my teeth. And um, I didn't save my husband for three days because I could, I was afraid that I was a, maybe it was a dream I was going to wake up. It was a nightmare. And... Um, And then I just kept doing the exercises and kept doing the block therapy. And I was pain-free for the first time in 13 years. I was pain-free. I mean, I still had the, you know, I mean, I still, but it wasn't like I was sleeping better. I mean, I wasn't sleeping for years. I would average about four hours a night unless I had drugs. Um, And, uh, and it just, and then I backed off a little bit um, because we were, we were, we had bought a place up here in Maine and um, the pain came back. Took me about a month and a half to get pain free again. I was two weeks pain free when. Um,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. And this is where it gets really, really interesting. So I really like the snowmobile, and I'm,
2: I'm not a speed demon. I'm really safe, but they have a radar run where you can go really fast in this safe environment. It's like 600 feet, and you just, you just floor it, go really fast, stop. They flat, you know they. It's like a radar run. They radar you and say, oh, you went, you know, 60 miles, 100 miles. I was a second in line, and all of a sudden, it's like a whiteout. Never did it before. I'm shaking. I'm so excited. My husband said, get your head down, your butt down, and just floor it. And the guy said, go. And I took off, and I overshot the end, but the snowstorm disoriented me, and I saw an orange sign. I said, oh, there's, I got to go. And like, it's a little too far, but I got to go. And I was just like, no. When I get to the sign, it said turn. And when I looked up, there was a three foot snow wall um, and they had clocked me going over 83 miles an hour. Um, I said, Lisa, (laughs) you're going to die. Just roll and go with that, you know? And uh, I woke up rolling in the snow and uh, my husband said I shot a couple hundred feet into the snow and um, I thought I was okay. And I woke up and started to do an assessment and I knew my arm was broken because it was pointing the wrong way. This arm was good. Uh, my right leg was up in the air, like bent. And I was like, oh, it's just dislocated. Great. They're going to pop it in. I'm going to be great. And my, my left leg was fine. So um, they had to shut down Life Flight. So I took an hour ride to a first hospital where they set my bones. And then the second hospital was two hours away. And uh, so I broke eight bones um, in over um, 12, 13 pieces. There's probably a few more, but it's about it. Um, I broke my femur in three pieces. Uh, I broke the tibial plateau on the right side, the fibula head on, I broke my right wrist. I broke my left wrist, both sides here, both sides of the humerus. It shot out this way. And this part of my arm was facing that way. Um, broke a bone in my back concussion. I think that was it. And, um, I spent a month in the hospital. Uh, they gave me eight COVID tests because I started to spike a fever, and it kept going. It was about it always averaged about one hundred and two point nine to like one hundred and three point two, um, and I said I can't have COVID. I like we're isolated up here. I, I'm not around. And I was in the hospital about two and a half weeks at that point. So, so I got COVID in the hospital, um, which was so. Pretty-
0: what was what was the prognosis uh, when when you first came in? Did they give you an idea of what they thought would uh- where Um, your injuries would take you
2: no nobody really talked to me and I was I I won't say I was really out of it I I don't think the realization hit me at first um I was crying because I did think geez what an idiot I am um I did you know I kind of asked so how is it and they're like oh well you know we put you back together and um and just a quick jump ahead I just met the EMT a couple weeks ago that was in the ambulance and he couldn't, when he saw me walking, he was, didn't know who I was, but then he was like, we actually had a bet that you would never walk again because of your injuries. Um, so yeah, that was my first, I mean, yeah, nobody ever said, you know, they just, I know the first time that I went into the, to see the surgeon, um, he was like, Oh, you know, okay. Second time. Yeah. Okay. Third time I was like, yeah, but I'm moving my wrist. Look, and he goes, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he was supposed to discharge me after the fourth appointment, um, but when I walked in, <laughs> it was standing there, and he said, "Can you just take a walk for me?" And I, I kind of just got up and I said, so "You want me down there?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so I walked and I came back, and he looked at my husband and he said, "She doesn't even have a limp. Like, you don't even have a limp." And I said, I'm "Doing this thing called block
0: therapy." <laughs> And let's, let's back up, let's back up a little bit so we can like really have a good timeline of the story. So now you're in the hospital and I remember you phoned me from the hospital. I did. And you had a block there and you basically said like of all that was going on, you really struggled with this arm. And I remember you telling me about like, can you talk a little bit about like how the breathing helped you through? Yeah. So, um, I have to say, if nothing else, the block, the
2: breathing was the biggest thing, especially when I got the pneumonia, because I think the reason why I didn't get it as bad is because I knew how to really belly breathe. I mean, I actually, at the first time I got the temperature, I did the breathing. And when they came back into, took my temperature, my fever was gone. I did that like two or three times. And then I got too tired. It was just like, it, it was, it was just, it was a fever, but it was just so calming. And it was just like, I was 30, 30 days by myself. I mean, I didn't have visitors. I was in isolation from COVID too. So it just maintained my sanity, you know, it was something that kept me grounded. Um, and whenever I could, I'd stick the block wherever I could kind of get it too. So Um, but when I when you called me, I also had developed a a chronic pain syndrome. So just doing this, um, when I had OT at home, it was making me puke. So like nobody touched it. It was just, I mean, at one point I had, they had to insert the IV and give me drugs again because I was screaming. I, I mean, it was a nine, 10 out of 10. I've never, I went, I had two children naturally and didn't compare to this kind of pain. Um, but the block, I also, I, I couldn't straighten my arm at all. This was it. I couldn't do anything. And I, you called and I got it behind there. And I was able to like stretch it out plus the spasms that were happening up here just kind of melted and i i remember just crying you know it's just like this is crazy because they came in and they'll look at me it's like you know we'll start you want more pain meds it's like no like no i don't so wow
0: okay so you finally get out of the hospital and then at some point in the short time after that we started working together yes that was actually i
2: wrote that date down it was September 17th. we began. I did find that. I think it was around September 17th. So at that time, I mean, you were walking pretty normally. I was beginning to walk. Yeah. I didn't start walking until May 28th. So I actually, I haven't even been walking a year yet. So, um, but yeah, uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, it it wasn't bad, but I had, I mean, it was three months because this wrist was broken and the elbow, so I couldn't use a walker or anything. So I was in a wheelchair.
0: Okay. So tell us a little bit about sort of the timeline from when we started working together. And i basically like, we worked like 20, 25 weeks or whatever it was like every week. And I just have to say you were such a trooper because like, Holy smokes, I mean, the pain you were experiencing, but yet you were going in and you were doing the work every day and we'd connect every week and we'd, you know, sort of assess where you were at and see what we could do. So talk a little bit about that timeline with the things that you observed and noticed. I think the first, well, I know one of the hard
2: things about it was, it's like so many joints that I was working on that I would get kind of frustrated, but I also knew that I would pick the most uncomfortable place. And, and that's usually where I would start. But the thing about blocking is that um, even it, with the pain that I was having, I could always decrease it. Not like, Oh, it still stinks. I could always, I mean, that area uh, where I landed on my right hip, uh, like on the inside. Um, I remember at one point, and we had worked on it, it's, it's still like a little bit bothers me, but it doesn't keep me up anymore. But I was sleeping with my bed, an adjustable bed elevated. So my legs were up in the air at a 90 degree, because laying flat, I would cry every night, because it, it, I couldn't roll. And I can't lay on this side because of this arm. So I would get on the block and just before I would go to bed and I would block that side and it was just enough to ease up to let me go back to sleep. But the range that I was seeing, um, you know, the PT's coming in and, and, and I did it. I mean, I did it. You just, you know, you, you keep, you know, you, and it's like, you know, so when she would leave, then I would just start to block the areas that I felt really tight and she would come back and go, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and it it just kept progressing. I mean, when I just left, when I finally did finish Ot and I just went back um, last week to get like reevaluated because um, he was like, you know, you pretty much you know you where you're at. And I'm like,
0: and where was that? let let let's, let's talk about that risk because I mean, we did spend probably yeah. the majority of our time together. We spent, right. I would say, on this arm, right? Um, yes. so when we started with this, like, what was your hand like and what kind of range did you have? It, it's like, I can't, it's, it's stiffer now, but it, my hand was like this. I mean, I couldn't even do this. I mean, I knew could, you, you couldn't lift the wrist. You couldn't rotate. You couldn't straighten no, the arm. And move my fingers couldn't move everything. I would, so what did they think you would get started, like with the work that you were doing? What did they think that, like, how far did they think you would get with your progress?
2: They on I, I now, now I know they honestly didn't think I was going to get anything. Um, with the, with all the progress that I made, the surgeon sent me to an EMT and he had, he was going to discharge me in September, but asked me to come back in December because of the progress. And then he sent me and got, I got an EMG. And according to the EMG from the elbow below, I have no motor function on my radial side. I, he goes, I expected to see a woman come in you know, a 60 year old woman come in and say, can you help me with my hand? And I go in and I say, yeah, it's kind of working, but I can only lift three pounds. And, you know, I I mean, I can get my earrings in and get my brother, you know, and he's just like, I I didn't, I I don't know how you're doing it. And, um, but there, I mean, I could not physically, I mean, it was just like rock. I mean, even now when people do it, they get grossed out, but it's like, if, because it's muscle, that's just tight. So when it twists, it feels really good. Um, but no, they didn't expect me to get, they didn't even expect me to walk again. I mean, when I was, I was writing up a little bit of things last night and I was kind of crying because there's been a lot of people in the last couple of months that are like, we never expected you to be out of a wheelchair. And I'm glad nobody told me that, but I, I would be in a wheelchair right now if it wasn't block therapy, because I know for me on how I used to do it. That I would have said, I can't. I mean, I can't break your bones to to move your. To, I mean, I get out of the hospital. It was like this, and and now I can hold soup. I can turn around doorknob. I mean, that freaked me out the first time. I just turned the doorknob and I went, "Oh my god," you know. Exciting. Um, it, it it's it really is like the other day. Finally, I can hold a bowl of soup and carry it without half of it spilling on the floor. I have broken a couple plates. But
0: That's amazing. With- what you said though about um had they told you right because like isn't that true like we get told something and then we believe it and then that becomes the reality and you know that's the part that's always like you you really have to be careful with what you tell people because if they believe (laughs) it now you've kind of set their fate for them if they don't know how to explore other options and open their mind to to new things but there are no
2: options for an injury like this there aren't any other options i mean there are no other options. I mean, I've worked on people and discharged them and said, Eesh, you know, like, you know, just, I wish there was more I could do, but it's like, I mean, I, that was the scope of my you know, studies, even with, you know, all the other different modalities and stuff. It, yeah. This is, I mean, it'd be neat. If people saw the pictures, somebody saw the picture of my elbow, my elbows in like six pieces, and, uh, for me to be able to function with it is just, yeah, it's not, it's not a miracle. It's just not heard of. It's not heard of. I mean, in, I don't know. It, sometimes I feel like I'm in a dream and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be sitting in a wheelchair. I actually, it's like, cause th- this shouldn't be happening, you know, but I get to, I get to hold my grandkids, you know, I'm cook. I mean, there isn't really anything I can't do. I can actually, I'm now my newest thing too, is I can put the dishes away up on the shelf, but I, cause I, I couldn't do that before it's, I shouldn't be using my hand right now. I shouldn't. And it's using, only,
0: and, and you're not done. I mean, you know, no, no, each I, mean, time I see good. you, you've made new progression. And even if it's like a couple of degrees a week, you know, it's only, you only got a little bit further to go and you kind of got full use again. Right? right.
2: And, and when I
0: was, when I
2: was discharged, I think, I mean I was I was clocked at like right here and he's like well, you know but when I went back I've got like 45 degrees of um supination now whereas I you know I was like at zero um he discharged me and I thought it was 25 but it was actually 35 degrees of extension on my elbow and now I'm pretty sure today I got just about close to zero if not and and I am hypermobile so <laughs> but I shouldn't be able to do this Deanna. I should. And, and I know that when, you know, we were first talking, you like, oh, come. I honestly was, I was just, I didn't think you were like, but I was just like, really? But I was just a, my mind said, I'm not going to get there. My mind. So when I called you up and said, please just work, please. It was like, I finally said, I don't care. I don't want to be like this forever. But the first time when we, you like kind of offered it and I was like, I, I'm not going to get better because my training said that even though I was seeing it and it is, it's true from it's like unwinding years in my brain of how to rehab and how to recover. And I'm so, and it's funny, it's so much easier now, but the last, like I said, the last couple of weeks, I've met a lot of people like the EMT, both of them. And they're like, Oh my God, like you have no idea. You have no idea. Like it was, he said, you scared the other EMT. She was like, she was scared <laughs> because she's he's like, you are really messed up. But nobody really said that. I was just like, he also said I was the first person that he'd given ketamine to because my injuries were so severe and that the, um, the doctor on call was like, why can't you give it a lot? Like, why? And then when I got to the hospital and he saw my injuries, he told him, good job. Yeah. She knew the ketamine. Um, so yeah, that's, it's yeah. I mean, I hate, I don't hate the word miracle, but it's not for me. You know, I'm not that person, you know, I'm one of these people. I'm not that person that does these kind of things, but.
0: And, and it's interesting. Cause like, you know, I, I think about like, I've, I've read stories and I've heard other things about sort of like miraculous healings. And those seem to be sort of almost instantaneous. This right. for you has not been instantaneous. Yeah. This has been, you've put in the time and you have oh. worked months and months and months yeah to get here so this is arduous work that you've done but look what you've done
2: yeah I mean I I average a minimum of like an hour to an hour and a half every day and that's just like in the bed either in the morning or at night I'll do it if I haven't done like a regular but I'm sitting on the chair I actually have blocks here upstairs and on my map but I remember one time my husband left um when we were transitioning from our other house up to here and he had to go and I started on a class and I got off and I went, Oh my God, this feels so good. And I had other things to do. I said, "Ah." I did another class. And then I was like, and I did another class. I realized six and a half hours later I was (laughs) blocked. And I I had told you that too. And, And I was like, yeah, but I do, I average probably like three, three to four. Sometimes I just forget. I just forget that I'm doing it. And that's the thing that people should like, if you're never like, I don't like to exercise. I don't like to run. I don't like to lift weights and, but I'll block all the time. Cause I can lay on my bed and do it. Um, sleep is also like, I'm an in insomnia because I've been in so much pain for the last 15 years, almost 15 years. And I'm literally taking melatonin in a, t- about seven. So sometimes like today it's really rainy. But if I'm uncomfortable or if I can't fall asleep within the first five t- hours, I'll take two Tylenol. Um, and that's what I go to sleep with now. And I get like six, about six, six to, maybe sometimes eight. It depends on how tired I am. But you have no, I mean, if nothing else, just getting sleep back is just, and part of that is because I don't have pain anymore. So all those years that I wasn't sleeping and everybody's saying, well, we don't have, I had pain. I couldn't sleep on my back, but I couldn't sleep on my stomach. I couldn't sleep on my side because then you get that, you know, on your belly. But once a block therapy just kind of uh, but the breathing too, just the uprightness. I I can drive now. I don't, my back doesn't hurt when I drive now. Um, but just the injury itself, I'm just telling you. I mean, people just laugh when they see me now. They're like, one guy's like, You still walk in? Oh, that's right. You can walk now. It's just, you know, it's it's really nice. It's a nice community up here too. But Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Well, our pleasure. Um, yeah. So along the way, you decided to dive into this teacher program.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I was remembering when I was an athol, we had purchased a, a hot tub with the, some of the money that I'd gotten from my injury. And I remember laying in the tub and I mean, I never had pain under a six and seven. I'm heading to the hospital. But my pain was always like four and five and I was laying in the hot tub crying. And I remember saying, God, if you can ever get me out of this, like I promise, like I'm going to go back and help other people because I know what it's like to sit around for a lot of years and just cry and say, how do I do this? Because I would exercise and I would do PT and I did acupuncture, PT. I've spent thousands of dollars on alternative medicine, thousands of dollars, um, who else? Oh, massage. I mean, you name it. And I have tried it. And it's I I, ha, I did see a massage therapist just up here the other day because I have a hard time just working on this arm um, by myself. And so I had her kind of focus and I got home and I blocked and it literally went and I went. Oh, yes. Um, so she loosened it up just enough. Plus, she gave me other areas because now it's turned more. I can really feel like yeah. still down in here, but. Um, so that's like the only, I mean, I haven't seen a, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist anybody. I haven't seen anybody probably about five months now. Um, yeah, at least. And I should have so much more pain with all these breaks. And I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, I, I would say it's like a one or a two right now. It's like, but it's not like pain. It's just like a discomfort. It's like, My hand feels like it's always asleep, like when your foot falls asleep. So the radial nerve is coming, but, oh, and the other thing is that the surgeon wants to send, he asked me to go see a surgeon in Boston who would possibly take a tendon from here and do it here. Because at the point, I mean, I was moving my wrist and I could lift weights, but if I wanted to straighten my fingers, I'd have to to go like this, because I couldn't. So now, because it's come back, the nerves have come back, I can do this. The OT also sad because I said, Well, you know, like what about the thumb? And he says, All right, so he grabbed here and he said, Okay, move your thumb. And I went, he goes, You get it back. He said, Don't get surgery. And he was just like, I like, what is it called again? <laughs> but yeah. So I kind of wanted to see him just to see what he'd say, but I don't know if I will. So and I have to go back to the surgeon once more. But he wanted me twice to go see this guy, but I'm like, I'm progressing.
0: Why would I want to go see him? But so. What's so cool too, is you've actually pulled the pain out, right? Like, you know, if you, if you stayed in that immobility state, the pain would have stayed in there too. And that would not go because it's locked in, but because yeah. you did what you did, you actually, you know, allowed it to leave with that new range. So yeah. Quinn, you you must have some things here that you want to share.
1: <laughs> Again, like this story is just crazy to listen to. And it's so inspiring to anybody. Cause like I've had my fair share of broken bones and injuries, but you had a bad ankle. Well, the, the shattering of the ankle was really bad. And I I remember as soon as this is kind of funny, as soon as it happened uh, and then I, they rushed me to, it was actually the Pan Am clinic before the hospital, which is like not a place where you want to go. I remember just like screaming to one of you, like this is way worse than childbirth. I don't care what anybody <laughs> said. I just remember saying that. And I'm like, how would I know? Were like, you on morphine just, like, or something? Pardon me.
0: <laughs> were you on morphine or something?
1: <laughs> it, it, I I was probably on drugs at that point. Like it was because they as soon as wow. I was in the ambulance, they they were feeding me with morphine because it was like my ankle was just dangling and moving all around and shattered and just disgusting. Um. But yeah, I just can't imagine all of that trauma you went through at once because I'm like I I I said the same thing I'm like I can't get in more pain right now with that ankle. And I remember feeling so frustrated just lying in my bed, not being able to like roll over, having my foot just like stacked on a couple pillows and that that alone, I just remember keep on telling myself like I'm going to run everywhere. I'm going to walk everywhere when I can actually get up and walk. Oh my God. And then you go through the whole, like, I just took walking for granted. I took running for granted hockey squats, doing anything. Yeah. And you don't realize it until you have an injury really, which is kind of sad in a way, like people take everything for granted, unless they have some sort of injury or trauma that's happening to them. Um, but Just to see that you were able to take because, like, I had Deanna working on me to be able to get me through that injury a lot quicker. But to see from you being in a distance, not having Deanna actually put her hands on you, you were able to take the knowledge, the tool, use your hands to heal yourself out of pain. And that's the whole point. The whole point is to empower everyone because we're our own healer. Everybody is their own healer. They just don't have the right information and we can access it like this. And that's what's so cool about um, technology and social media. It's like people listening to this discussion now are only listening to this because of technology. So being able to use that to our advantage to help as many people as we can for this message to get out to as many people as they can. They know that they can heal themselves if they're given the right information, the right tool. And that's literally it. And, and a good mindset. I think a mindset's huge because I, I love what you said about um, them not telling you beforehand, you would have been in a wheelchair Yeah, because that's so true. It is. If you believe, like I've even heard people like, like on their death sentence, it's like you have two to four months to live. And it's like, why are you saying that? Like, you don't really know, yeah. but then those people always die within that two to four months or whatever that time frame is because it's programmed them to literally pass at that time. So if they were saying like, you're definitely in a wheelchair, 100%, there's not a hope in hell that you're going to be able to ever get up and walk again the likelihood of you being in a wheelchair is significantly higher than you being able to walk. Yeah. So, and I remember people saying like, "Ah, you're never going to be able to like run and play hockey again. And I'm like, why are you saying this to me? I'm like, like how rude in a way. And this isn't like, these are like friends and like family and not family, but like friends and other people saying that to me. And I'm like, that's what they heard. And they want to let you down gently. I know. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah. Oh, I just wish, wish the language around that was different, but they also don't know that this is out there so that you there don't... has never been anything like this. I don't
2: i well, maybe there's something, but I've never i've been I've done a lot of I, there's nothing like this out there, you know I mean, I, oh I actually jogged a little bit today. It was raining, and the pup was in the back and it, he dumped his water, so I needed to get a I went to a little store. Um, to grab a towel to put it on there and it was raining so I was like and I went sorry oh shit I'm running
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe that that you got back on the sled like you were my hero
2: oh well the first week and a half or two I was crying like every day I mean my husband called and finally it's like "I want an idiot like I'll never be able to help my grandkids and he said he goes look he goes you're alive he said, you're going to be able to kiss your grandkids again. He said, order another sled. And I went, okay. I said, I got to go. Click. And um, I'm, not, I'm not a speed demon, but I just really love snowmobiling, Like, which is what I, I have some families that are kind of upset that I'm back on a snowmobile and it's, that's fine. Um, I loved it. And I honestly believe that the vibration really oh. helped to like loosen mm. and release it. It was great. I would come back feeling like, whoo, that feels really good. Um, yeah, no, no. You know, I rehabbed up here um, because the surgeon is in Maine. So I didn't have family. I didn't have friends. We were up here. I had one woman that would come and like check on me that I had just met, but I didn't know anybody up here. And um, so I didn't have anybody telling me, oh, oh. you know, it was just like you know, the therapist would come in, I'd work with you. It's like, let's go. And then, and it's like, if people just tried it, like, you know, I I, just to try it, like that first time that I tried it when I was bed bound for like five months and I just laid on it and I did the breathing, but it was actually like the, when I, I think it was like a four, I got the hips, which was like 15 minutes. The next one was like 30 or something. And I got off it and I was like, like, all I did was lay on a block of wood. Like, you, and and that's even what happens now is I'll get on it and I'll feel that last night, that area was bothering me. We had a rainstorm and it's on my right upper hip. It's not down in the, inside the right hip. It's on my outer right hip. And I can feel like it's like, you know that women have that mass in the back. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, what's that there? So I laid on it last night, about 10 minutes, about 10 minutes and my good breathing and stuff. And I got off it and went. <laughs> I just love this thing. I literally, it was like, it was, it was 75% gone, you know? And I'm like, okay, so there's another spot that I haven't, it's just like, there's a lot of little spots down there in that hip because it was so traumatized. Not quite a year from walking, but it's, you know, but the injury is February 27th. So it's been a year, but I'm still making progress. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I I don't have a doubt that I'll get it, but my mind still says, "Mm -hmm." so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did write one thing. I said, you know what? With this injury and finding block therapy, I feel like I my body got broken so that I could rebuild it like the way I wanted to. <laughs> you know, it was like in my I just um, my brain's kind of like catching up because it's like you can't do this, you can't do. My body's saying well, bye. You know, it's like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but a- it is. You know what I mean? It is. It's like mm-hmm. my mind is saying. <laughs> Well, you might get this back, Lisa, you know, but I'm saying, I'll see you later. And then I get on the block and I get more range and I get more function. I mean, I couldn't touch this hand this time last year. Like I had to, the OT had to go home more than a couple of times because I'd be, I'd be hurling after the first five minutes. It it was, it's like, it's like somebody, I had a, a, a massive sunburn and then somebody threw acid on it. Of course, I never had acid. Wow. But massive sunburn. It just burned all. The, wow. Can't imagine it. I, I mean, yeah. And it's and now what it is? It. I noticed after doing some in the elbow, and I got a, I got like another five degrees last night on my elbow that this is hardly tingly at all. It's just the radial nerve side now where it was the entire, you know, from the elbow down. So it's just creeping. It's just, a, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And there's yeah, no think- way generate nerves. Like, I mean, you can, but you can't, D- you know what I mean? It yeah. does take time, but people are like, well, if you don't get it in the first, and then you hear this, if you don't make all your gains in the first year, Sorry. And it's not true. It's not true. Especially nerve regeneration, like the OT. It's like this much, like, you know. So he said, he goes, he goes, I'm gonna give you probably about four months and you'll probably have full use of my thumb. And I'm so I'll see. But he says it's it looks you got like about four more months for that to like really get down there. Cause he goes, it's like kind of here.
0: So sorry, this is this is recent, like the OT, yeah, that I saw last week.
2: Yep. Okay. Cause he, yeah. Cause he was like, you know, I can't, I mean, this is my thumbs up, <laughs> but so yeah, that's the only thing that's not, but
0: uh, I can, last thing to come now. Yep. Well, yep. and what's really cool, you know, like I've had lots of people say to me, you know, I've, I've been in chronic pain for 40 years. Is there any hope for me? And I really like to bring the understanding of what melting is all about. So if you've had a, a little block of ice in your freezer for three days or for 40 years, no matter what, when you take it out and you warm it up, it's going to melt. Yeah. So it doesn't matter the length of time. It's all about the heating, the melting, yeah. the rejuvenation. And, and, and yeah. And what's so cool about what you're doing too, is like, you're, you're going through the levels and the levels and the levels. So people think, well, like if you're lucky, you might gain something, but you do, but then you don't stop. Right. No. Yeah. And, and so you just keep yeah. going through these levels. And, and that's, that's really the beauty of, of blocking is we, we get to the root, we get to the bones, we get like to all these, All these places that, you know, other typical therapies uh, simply can't reach because of that 2000 pound per square inch fascia magnetic seal. Right. Like so. um, So, yeah, I mean, when it comes what's what's neat about block therapy is um, for the majority of people, it's, you know, a a daily practice of 30 minutes. You're going to see amazing things for someone like you that has undergone something that like many people probably wouldn't have lived through. Yes. You know, you've put more time in, but you've also done something that many would think is miraculous. But, but I don't good. need
2: pain meds. Do you know? I mean, I take, yeah. I take a Tylenol. I honestly, I can't think. I can think of maybe two days in the last month that I've taken Tylenol during the day. Um, but I just take Tylenol. I don't, I don't need the narcotics. You know, and and yeah. from just uh, actually. I think it was September or October, um, that I, I got a couple of, uh, I got a script for Tramadol, I think 30 or something. Um, and that was it. once it's gone, I didn't, you know, and that was because we were moving. It was like, I wasn't, I was in a lot of discomfort because we we're moving, I'm trying to block five or six hours a day now yeah. and <laughs> and also pack up a house at 20 years, you know, me and my husband and move. So, um, but in that it's like, no, I don't, I just, I just, it's like, where is it sore? You know? Okay, it's where well, your back is a little sore. So, so I, you know, I go do the ribs or I do the front. Um I had a yeah, I just it's a pain reliever. So that's why I it's that's my what's that word? To my to go after it. That's my reward is, you know, it's like I get rid of my pain. So it's not just like, well, I want better range. It's like I I want this tingliness to go away. And, and the more that I block and the more that I unwind it, it it's disappearing. You know, the other thing about PT and OT and I, and I've done it myself is, you know, the, the frozen shoulders and stuff, you know, like my arm, I mean, my, (laughs) I mean, you could not move it. And when I was in the hospital, they have an alternative guy who does, and he came and he just moved something around in my shoulder. And I went, whoa, you know, and then I get on the block and it's like, whoa. (laughs) So, but that frozen stuff, I mean, you go to, and it's like rock hard and it's like, I can't, I'm not going to break your bones. And it's not, it's the fascia that starts to turn into that crap. And then the really tight muscles. I mean, my biceps is still kind of, it's still like when I extend it, my, my finger goes numb more. So I've got that impingement in there, but my trot, my biceps is still really kind of hard and I'm working on it, but it's funny. It's like, okay, which joint do I do today? <laughs> <laughs> and I also discovered that they didn't tell me about the fibular head, uh, but I have been like the last three or four months. I've really been trying to like block that like a couple times a week just to like loosen up. Cause it's like solid. Um, and that's also like, cause I can all my range is within normal limits. I mean, minus what my hand isn't doing, but my, all my range, as far as my knee and flexion and extension and everything, even my arm is it's normal range. The only thing I'm having a hard time is I, I can't quite touch my, my shoulder. So, but that's also another, my wrist isn't twisting and I don't have, um, I don't have the radial nerve yet to, to, to help me to turn it. So, God. but other than that, this shouldn't be happened, Deanna. Sorry, <laughs> I get so excited sometimes. It's like, and I I try not to like blab it to people because it's like, just do it, go through the teacher. But I was talking to a lady and she's ready to come up because she's having some. She goes, please can can I be your victim? <laughs> your please, victim? Please, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I said, well, you're not gonna be my victim. I'll show you. You know, but I mean, because they're talking about surgery, and
1: and I oh. said, you
2: know, but it's just she's just all like, yeah, so anyways
0: well you are going to bring so much hope to people that feel like you know they've hit their end road and now you've just kind of blown that whole concept out of the water it's i know I, and i don't know i mean if anybody wants to see the the x-rays
2: yeah um, they're pretty <laughs> just laughed. i showed a woman the other day and i said she's like yeah i'd like to see him and i showed her um, on my ipad and she went um okay that's enough I think we'll have to post
1: those so people can see. Yeah, can you can you send me those X-rays?
2: Oh yeah, and the rod. So my husband fell um, eight years ago, almost nine years, um, shattered both his ankles. I'm trying to get him on the blog, and um, so he has a lot of hardware and a fixed right ankle and stuff. And uh, my daughter goes, "You win, mom," <laughs> I have the rods <laughs> and screws and stuff now, plates. It's like, oh my god. I mean, there's, there's a full rod in my full femur. I'm like, I just hope my body doesn't reject the metal. But,
0: um, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Well, you're also detoxing anything that might be, you know, coming in. So
2: that's true, too. That's true. I never I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I, but yeah, I've been feeling really squirrely, And I said, why? And it's always coming from my stomach. So this morning I did like a half an hour just on my belly. I just blocked my belly everywhere. And I got up and I went. Oh, that felt really good. I got to do that every day. Cause that seems like an, un, I don't know for me, my stomach has always been a pain, but.
0: Well, and I remember one of the days we were working and uh, you were struggling with your back and we knew it was stuck in there. So we got oh. super deep um, and that ultimately created our all things diaphragm series. Wow. And I mean, like, that's the part that I love so much too, is I I've worked with so many people, but I've never worked with somebody with your extent of injury ever before. Yeah. And so to be able to take your body and like, again, not with my hands and from this distance, be able to and, and then see, oh, we, we're missing a piece here. So now we have to add this in because we needed to figure something else out for you like that just excites me so much as well, because, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not finished. Quinn's not finished figuring stuff out. And, um, yeah. you know, getting the hard challenges is really what gives us the mind to be able to create new things that are necessary. So so Lisa, I am I'm just so incredibly honored and blessed that you trusted and you put the time in because you might have done it for a week and said, this is just too painful. It's too much. I can't do it. And then you would have been where you were, but you, you, you continued and you put the time, the hours. And I I know I saw you and and the pain that you were experiencing, but. um, But My pain always
2: went off, Deanna. I just had to, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but every time I block my pain decreases, it it, it, it might just be a half a point, but I always get off at feeling better. So, I mean, it's incentive because what else are you going to do? Doc, I need more Vicodin. I mean, I don't want to do that. And it's, it's, I can, it's like, it's, it's just so humbling to know that I can do it myself, you know, that I, I can do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, besides the varicose veins that have gone and I like don't have a lot of cellulite on my butt anymore which I love.
0: <laughs> let's let's talk about a couple of these things because I mean this is this yeah. is the cool part too. Yeah. No matter what you're drawn to this for, yeah. you're going to get all the benefits whether it's how your outer expression looks, how you function, how you feel. I mean like it's all encompassing. So some people might start because they want to get rid of their cellulite, but then mm-hmm. that also might, you know, well, not also might. It will also take care of their like arthritic knee, you know? Like yeah. that's the cool part. Yeah. So talk about some of those other like external things that you've seen change as a result of all your time?
2: The, the all things calf where we're sitting on the block. And uh, it's funny. Cause I always feel like, like Quinn's my partner, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, it's like, um, and it's so cool. Cause now I like can get into 90% of the positions, but sitting on there and you're like, oh, and ladies, um, you know, when it unwinds, you know, like a lot of times varicose veins disappear. And I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, like, and, and every once in a while I'd say, this lady's crazy, but whatever, you know, and then I get off and I pull up my pants and I'm like, I, are, are you, and they were gone. And I mean, I didn't have tons, but you know, I probably had about a dozen or so on each side. And, and, you know, so I had an area about this big on each side. And it was gone. Um, (laughs) And it's funny though, because when I got out of the hospital, they were back on that leg, on the right leg, but they weren't on the left leg.
0: hmm.
2: The all things diaphragm. And I remember you, so I did that for a week. And I don't know if anybody else, but it, it like on my belly, I had like two rolls, like it was underneath my breast. I had like a roll here and a roll here. And I was just like, what the heck? And doing that diaphragm, it literally like, That's why I'm working on my belly, but my waist went down like this and they were gone. And I was like, I was like, whoa, sweet, look at that. (laughs) I was was like, I called my husband, I said, Kego, look at this, you know? But then I got the belly that's down below from two surgeries and two babies, you know? So I'm working on that next. But the other part I love is that my legs have slimmed down. It's like, you know, ladies, you know how they're rounded at the top? Like the blocking is like, I feel like I'm like, I'm not, but I felt like, like 18 year old legs, you see their legs and there's like, they're not that good, but they're not like, (laughs) that's really, I mean, it's just my clothes fit better. I'm like, I just put on a, you know, when the last time I got in a medium-sized underwear, (laughs) you know, and I'm all broken up. I should be blimping out
0: and getting wet, you know, heavy because I can't move much. And it's like, all on block. I'm just blocking. And I think one time you mentioned too, that you like the dark circles under your eyes are going away. Mind you, you're sleeping now. So that'll also help, but (laughs) they are. Um,
2: yeah, I know. I actually just took uh, the other pictures. I know I didn't do, I was kind of like a little late. Um, but yeah, no, because my father, um, and I have the dark circles from his side and I did, I did that 21 day and I swear I have a little bit of darkness right here, but I think it's just, I like it. I don't know. Awesome. I'll be 62 in July and I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm
0: happy with what I got. I'm so, so happy for you. Quinn, anything else you want to share here?
1: Um, Well, I just want to explain because there might be brand new people here. Like, why is this working for you? Why is this working for thousands tens of thousands of people around the world to be getting these results from getting out of pain chronic pain helping with cellulite varicose veins whatever it is so in a nutshell literally what we're doing and what block therapy is it's a fascia decompression technique so fascia is the connective tissue that literally holds all systems structures muscles cells in the body together so if you have a an injury such as what Lisa went through, minor, major, whatever it is, scar tissue inevitably develops and we need to melt through that. But it's not just from an injury or from surgery. It's also from unconscious posture, how we move, stand, what sports we play, how asymmetrical we are, that creates compression in the body. So literally all we do with block therapy is Mm -hmm. we lay on our block, Yep. for a minimum, which is made out of either cedar or bamboo. They're recently made out of uh, bamboo. And you spend three minutes in each position. Yeah, exactly. With the proper instruction of diaphragmatic breathing. So even yes. Lisa mentioned, you when do she the breathing. Was in, yeah. So even when you were in the hospital, you were just focusing on the breathing and noticed such a change yep. in your state of mind, in your nervous system, um, your pain even, and just feeling more hope. And so when you combine the the combination of the breath and laying on the block, that's where you start to we use the word melt or release or decompress the connective tissue. And that's where you create space to improve flow, blood oxygen flow to cells so that your body can heal. That's all we're doing. We're just allowing the body to heal, but just taking the roadblocks out of the way. It's really simple what we're doing. So that's why everybody can do it. But it no matter work. where you are, and it does and it does and we and it's painful when you do it but we need to find it's painful because it's
2: not, well, for, me, it's it's not. The, for
1: me it's not for me those great. what i <laughs> what i've noticed those who are in a lot of pain when they do the block the pain from the yeah. block feels good yeah. yes it and whenever and whenever yeah and whenever i'm in pain cuz we're, we're all human we all get into pain if i have a headache or whatever um getting on the block, finding that pain is so addicting because it pulls the other pain out of the body. So we're looking for pain in our body. We're unconsciously aware of to heal the body, finding the cause sites, but also there's going to be traumatic areas um, of injury that like acute injuries that you still need to address specifically in those areas. Like it's just a really fascinating system um, and practice that anybody can do At any time of the day, it doesn't matter your age, gender, your condition. It's the simplest thing in the world. It's laying on a block, breathing, and then we teach proper postural foundations to help maintain that work. So even Lisa, you mentioned like, oh, I'm sitting upright more when I'm driving, like I'm more conscious of my alignment. So all of like, see how you've integrated this into your life. Now it's becoming more of a lifestyle. So imagine if Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people started doing this on a daily basis, how much just everything would decrease from pain, from cellulite, from meds, from totally. So that's literally our mission is to help people to empower themselves to self-heal because we all have that innate ability to heal. We just need the right information and the right tools to get there. So that's essentially what block therapy is in a nutshell. Um, so, if anybody is in pain or just wants to improve their health or their or reduce their cellulite or varicose veins, whatever it is, this is an extremely efficient ticket to get you to where you want to be.
2: It's it's why and PT does work. Don't get me wrong. I if I I've got a job offer, but I said I need a little bit more. <laughs> and but it's it's it can't do it all because it, it doesn't do in other words. So when my, my hip, which I couldn't sleep and my leg, you know, I was having problems bending my knee. Deanna's like, okay, well, I want you to block your left calf. And I'm like, it's no, it's on my right side. And she's like, yeah, block your left calf. And it was like, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Cause I'm a little bit mobile, but I can, this is my, that's my injured oh. leg. Wow, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed.
1: I'm very impressed.
2: <laughs> That's my injured leg. And I came out of the hospital and um I was at I was at 70. I was at 76 six degrees of extension and I don't I mean flexion or yeah. No, so it was minus. my anyways, I had 76 degrees on my leg. I couldn't, I couldn't straighten it and I couldn't bend it. That was it. That was where it was going. So now it's normal range. Actually, I have more flexion than I should but I'm hypermobile. so well not hypermobile, but I'm more mobile so but part of blocking is that it's not just like lay on the block because it hurts here it's like well it might hurt here but it hurts down here so it's yeah and and the Facebook thing your page it's like you can put anything there like what can I do and you just everybody's answering you can call yeah. Deanna or email Dean and Quinn and I mean it's just you guys are great like Oh, I'm your slaves forever.
0: <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just can't imagine. Oh, God, I just, well, I have no doubt with what you're doing. Um, we actually plan to write a book even yeah. um, that you're going to have many people that feel the same way about you because you're going to guide them through the process you went through and you know it better than me. Cause I haven't been as broken as you, you did the work. Like you, you went through that. Um, I have my own story. Quinn has his own story, but your story is really unique and there's a lot of unique stories in the community because I mean, everybody's flogged with so many things, but yours is a very unique story. And, um, what I really want people to know is even if it's 20 years ago that you sustained something like this, you can still make massive changes to what's going on in your body today and, and create those healings. So chronic pain. And they
2: said, can't help you. We don't
0: know. Can't do surgery.
2: Don't know. You know that's pretty. That's pretty debilitating.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I
2: I I've lost hope a lot. You know, so and well, you've this- just
0: given me lots because I know that this is going to really you know get to a lot more people and and uh, yeah and and if people want to reach out to you to talk oh, to yeah. you specifically, can so we can put your information underneath and absolutely and, and we also want to get some before and after photos of like we I want I want I want people to see how broken you were.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the video that I sent you the pictures I was comparing it the other day yeah yeah all right I need my black I need my belly a little flatter though for I get back in the black <laughs> when I'm injured I didn't care I was just like bah. but my, <laughs> I literally I was like standing like this I'm like okay take a picture you know and I'm looking I'm like what the heck and I'm like <laughs> yeah <I> can-
1: <laughs> Twist.
0: Incredible. uh well
1: thank you guys hugely
0: inspirational lisa thank you so much and thanks quinn. that hope. was a wonderful explanation of uh just sort of the process you just got yeah. it in a nice little nutshell there for everyone so um so let's wrap up so quinn uh last words here
1: Um, yeah. So if you're listening to this on either YouTube or podcast anywhere, uh, just make sure that you like follow us on our platforms. If you have any questions or comments, just leave them below, join our Facebook group. Um, our Facebook group is just block therapy members, put that in the, uh, in the Facebook search bar and you'll see our group there. Anybody can join. You just need to request access and we'll let you in. And it's an incredible community. That's very inspiring. You can ask anything you want. Um, Other than that, like, thank you all so much for tuning in. And I look forward to more of these discussions.
0: Thanks, Lisa, for your time. And thanks, everyone. And Quinn. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye,
1: everyone.